It is Whitesboro Bearcat football time in Texas. It's now time for the Whitesboro Sports Nation radio show. And it's brought to you by the Whitesboro Athletic Booster Club, where we will go over everything Whitesboro, the Bearcat, and the Lady Cat Sports Nation. With your host, Frank Grantham and Linda Lee, as we visit with Whitesboro Athletic Director and Head Football Coach, Cody Fagan. Hello and welcome to the Whitesboro Sports Nation radio show where we are here to talk about all things Whitesboro sports. Uh, Excited to uh, be getting into a little cooler temperatures here in fall right on the edge of October. Uh, We are actually in the food truck park out here in Whitesboro behind Main Street just ate at uh, the orange food truck, uh, the Namiku Hibachi, it was really good, really mm-hmm. quite good. I, I recommend it if you get a chance, you should come out and try it. We're here with Whitesboro's uh, head football coach and athletic director, Cody Fagan, as always. And uh, Frank and I are uh, really excited about what we're seeing out of Whitesboro Sports Coach. Let's Absolutely. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, a lot of good things going on. Uh, cross-country girls and boys were at uh, Denton, which Denton Geyer hosted the meet at a park down there last Saturday against lots of 5A's, 6A's, even schools from Louisiana, Arkansas, all over the country were there. So it was really cool. The competition level was unbelievable. Um, On the girls' side, we took fifth overall as a team. Uh, One team from out of state beat us and then four 6A's, South Lake Carroll being one of those. So uh, some really stiff competition there. And then the fun part about that is as an individual, junior Rory Hake won the whole thing. Um, obviously against some outstanding competition. So uh, as you can tell, our girls are the real deal. They're doing a great job. Uh, Like we say always, uh, this year our boys are really young. Uh, Deacon Carey ran really well in the elite division. And uh, a lot of young kids out there just getting a a great experience. You know, you look out there at that many schools from all over and some elite teams out of Arkansas and different places. So it was really fun for our kids. They are this Thursday back down uh, in Salina. I'm sorry, this Friday back down in Salina um, at the Salina Invitational Boys and Girls High School. Middle school's got this week off. And then on the volleyball side, picked up a big district win. Last night, we were taping this on Wednesday. So Tuesday night in the home gym against Pilot Point, swept them 3-0. So really proud of our girls there. They picked up a couple district wins now. Uh, They travel over to SNS Friday night at 4 o'clock before heading out to uh, support the football boys out uh, west at Boyd. So girls are picking up a little steam, uh, doing some good things on that side. And then tennis is today, this afternoon, down in Salina as well, playing team tennis. So it's fun to see a lot of kids competing. Grades have come out this week. Looks like we're going to come out 98% or better with eligibility across the board. So our kids really taking care of business in the classroom and on the field. So a lot of good things going. Uh, One other thing we're doing is selling some raffle tickets for a big grill that Dennard's donated us. I think it's called a Hooray Grill. So our kids will be out and about town selling tickets to those. If you see one of those kids, uh, grab a ticket off of them and support. All that money goes right back into the program. Uh, We've got brand new volleyball uniforms this year. We had a little change up football uniform you noticed last week with the 
all black and then we've got brand new baseball softball uniforms on the way just got brand new basketball uniforms last year brand new tennis uniforms this year and it's a lot of new stuff but it comes from you guys in the community supporting us and that's how we're able to do those things coach i, I right before you came here you stopped by to see some upgrades that were happening talk to us about that facility upgrades yeah we're sitting out here outside the food trucks and i just saw the symmetry turf truck pull up we were just meeting with those guys uh, mr proc mr harper and myself uh they're going to be turned loose monday to start that construction project over at the uh softball baseball complex so should start seeing some construction work going going on over there you've seen some fences coming down so it's going to be fun there are girls are about to have a top line softball field by the time we get to the season uh, expected date is just in time for softball season to start. So lots of work going to be going on around there. Just lots of great things going on all around this community and especially uh, there with that softball program getting that new facility. Yeah, that's exciting news there because these kids here in Washington deserve that. And like you said, in time probably for the softball season coming up and everybody's looking forward to that already. I know some people are looking forward to the team coming up next year in that softball program. Well, we're really excited the way the direction that Cody's led this program here in Washboro ever since he came on here, and everything is looking up, and it always has been. Coach, real quick before we get into the varsity Bearcats, um, how did the how does real quick uh, kind of maybe go over real quick about the middle school and the JV football program? How are they this, looking this week? So last week we played five games on Friday night, or I'm sorry, on Thursday night. So Thursday night lights had a lot of action going on. We had a JV2 game started off here at home at 4 o'clock. Uh, we took down Kalisburg 8-6 to six with that JV2 team, and then we had four games in a row and a little bit of a marathon night down in Pilot Point. Started off with our combo team, which is a combination of 7th and 8th graders that took down Pilot Point's combo team 12-6, to six. and then the 7th grade came up a little short, gave up a touchdown with 30 seconds left to lose 12-6. 8th grade won 18-16, and then our JV one on a uh, little last second heroics coach cole and coach lev got together on the sideline and may or may not have drawn up a play uh in the dirt so to speak it was actually drawn <laughs> up on coach lev's palm of his hand and uh you had isaac quintana hook up with gage brown for a about a 50 yard touchdown to put the jv bearcats oh, up 12 great. to 6. so five games played uh 80 of them won went four and one uh, against Pilot Point and Kalisburg, so really exciting. You know, we're getting about 150 kids a week to play in a football game, Fantastic. and so that's, awesome. that's always fun. You know, we've got a little bigger staff than most, but we're taking advantage of that. This week on Thursday, tomorrow, we're actually going to go five games again. We're going to send that combo team out to White Wright at 4:30 on Thursday. We're going to send the JV2 across state lines into Oklahoma to play Kingston at 4:30 up there. And then we'll have three games at home with the 7th, 8th, and JV. So lots of football action, lots of kids getting to play, lots of reps. And you know, at the end of the day, that's what we preach to the kids. The only way to get better is to go challenge yourself and, and, and get out on the field yeah, and play. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Well, let's move on now to the varsity Bearcats. Now, big district win we had over Pilot Point, 58-24 to to go 4-0, 1-0 in the district. Uh, packed house, really packed on both sides once again. Washboro fans were had a treat watching uh, the Bearcats put up 58 points. It's a very exciting game, and, you know, just all the way through. But, Coach, I, I really feel, and I think Linda will agree on this, I think our offensive line, they seem like they kind of just dominated from the get-go there. 
Yeah, you know, that's been the biggest improvement on our team. We've had a, a lot of good skilled kids come through here the last few years and a lot of good linemen also, but that group has just really gelled together uh, all the way through this summer. You know, I don't know how many people out there know that, you know, Coach Channing Hickman, who was a quarterback here several years ago, graduated back in the program, still not even 25 years old. and. Myself and Coach Lev challenged him going into this season to grow as a coach and take over that offensive line and see what he could do with them. And he's responded uh, extremely well. We've been extremely Absolutely. proud of him and what he's put together out there. You know, those kids have really worked hard all through the summer. You know, uh, me and Coach Lev were talking this morning. How many times can you have a first and second down incompletion and as an offensive coordinator be able to call, you know, an inside zone play on third down and be confident that it's going to go get you positive right, yards right. and we were averaging eight to ten yards on inside run carry and so uh, you know with those things tied together being able to throw the ball out on the edge opens up holes in the middle and uh, being able to run the ball opens them up out on the edge so really excited with our offense you know they're gonna get credit for 58 points but you were all there and know that there was a defensive touchdown right, exactly. and a special teams touchdown in there too so real good uh, look by that O-line they had several plays where they just mashed people and uh, Grayson or whoever was carrying the ball, I think nine different people touched the ball Friday night. So whoever had it didn't get touched until they were five or six yards down the field. Exactly. And as you all know, that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Coach, I got to say, I appreciate you. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm getting up in years. We both are. We understand. I mean, we're not 104 like Frank or anything. Not yet. But, um, <laughs> It's nice to have had a game where I didn't feel like I was in cardiac arrest by the end of the game. That's a good um, point. We've we played some tight ones and against some great teams. It was nice just to watch the kids let loose and just dominate. Coach Lev, in his pregame speech, you know, both coordinators give a little bit of a talk, uh, mentioned to the kids, he said, guys, this will be my 17th game to coach at Whitesboro as we were going into that game. And he said, two times in those 17, I felt like we dominated from the get-go. And that was last year in the first round against Breckenridge and last year in week 11 against Peaster. He said, other than that, y'all always make us sit on the edge of our seat. And <laughs> he said, let's go out there and take care of business from the get-go. So I guess they were really listening to Coach well, Lev. I appreciate Lev. And they took care yeah. of it. Yeah, he's done a great job uh, since he came aboard here with Washburn. And this is his second year. Um, player of the game of Friday night was uh, Jace Sanders. Wow. Had an incredible game. Uh, I think he had 176 yards receiving, two touchdowns on four receptions. And not, not only that, he did it on the other side of the ball, too. He had nine tackles also on defense. So if anybody would get player of the game, it would definitely be he, him. He was great. He did a great job. Mac attack was 13 of 24 for almost 300 yards passing. So, like I said, the offensive line just uh, gave him time to throw the ball. And not only that, uh, you know, you, you get a balanced attack. You know, usually, and Grayson Ledbetter had 130-plus yards rushing. So, like you said. And he I'm didn't like, even play in the fourth it, quarter. Exactly. That's a good point. So, so a shout-out also, again, to Coach Lev uh, directing that offense. It's a great job there. And uh, let's go ahead and, like you mentioned a while ago, let's go ahead and go to the defense now. Because we were clicking on all cylinders, offense, defense, special teams. But let's go to the defense. Garton led the way, 14 tackles, had a pick six, you know, Coach, I'll be, let me be honest with you. Let me be frank with you, though. Uh, I'm surprised, honestly. I'm just being honest, being frank with you. I can't believe we haven't been flagged yet for having too many players on the field because I'm sure that I've seen multiple number sevens There's on the gotta field. There's got to be more than one guard out there. Can I, what can you say about that guy? I mean, he's done great. He's a senior this year, leader on the defensive. But what a heck of a game he had Friday night. No, he's unbelievable. You know, we – we get mad at him every week in practice. We're trying to run offense against him. 
and you know coach lev is looking at everybody going can we not block that guy and i just smile at him you know he's <laughs> upset and say coach it's not just a problem for us it's a problem across the state so he's a, a great football player great high school uh player that makes plays you know he doesn't always do the exact right thing when it comes to it but at the end of the play there's a really good chance number seven's coming up off the pile uh, a lot of kids made a lot of plays over there up front on the d-line you know you got isaiah Chappelle. Right. you got Burns over there. You got Happy. You got a bunch of kids making a lot of plays. You got Max Parker out there uh, trying to set an edge. Exactly. Yeah. Was a little bit banged up, playing through some adversity and some uh, pain there, but finding a way to get it done. And you know, that's the places that people overlook. Is that Sterling's getting credit for the tackle or Vogie or whoever's making those plays, but those guys up front are keeping those offensive linemen off of them and and making sure they've got time to do it. Another hidden stat that you'd never see uh, when we're talking about player of the game with Jay Sanders and those uh, great offensive numbers, 176 yards and the tackles. He also was our punt returner that fair caught it on five different punts that saves you 10 to 15 yards yeah, on the so roll and bounce. You bet. Those are hidden yards yeah. that there is no stat to keep track of that. But if he's not back there confident enough to we don't block for him at all on punt return. We try to go block the kick, yeah. and we say, hey, you go fair catch it, and we there's nobody back there with you. So he gets it done, and we trust him back there. So uh, lots of kids back there making lots of plays, flying around, uh, offense, defense, and special teams. That's good, and that's the next thing we're going to direct our attention to, special teams. You know, we don't get to see this often for the Bearcats, but get to see a kickoff return by like that. But double XO Max Parker faked a little pitch. I'm sure you all worked out that quite a bit in Brian Packs, faked a pitch and just kept it himself and just he had some good blocking on special teams and he just took it 90 yards. He found a beautiful seam up exactly. the middle. He took it right then found this seam up the right. middle and then turned on the turned afterburners. afterburners. Not only is he working for peanuts, he's working for touchdowns too. <laughs> I have to give a little point out to David Reed to mention that in the uh, uh, highlight film for Channel 12, but that's just great. He made a big play and Coach, you what know. has Parker meant to the program, both on offense, defense, and special teams? I know he stepped in for Grayson, and now that Grayson's back, you have him still doing a whole bunch of stuff. He's right. just a junior. Um, what, what, what has he meant in, in form of leadership and his just desire to do anything he's asked? You know, if you think about Max Parker, you look back at last year and you think about the fact that uh, you know about this time of year, maybe a little bit later, he had a, a bad injury in practice right. that uh, really ended his season. Um, and, you know, to come back from that kind of injury uh, is something that a lot of kids just choose to move on. You know, he's a phenomenal baseball player, a phenomenal track athlete. A lot of kids in that position would say, hey, I'm just going to focus on these other things. I'm not going to go do that. But he worked hard all spring, all summer, got back, and uh, really been a, a game changer for us. You know, the first two games of the year, you don't have Grayson, senior running back. You got Max that jumps right in there, uh, plays phenomenal against Crum, plays great. Uh, in several of those early games and then starting out on the defensive line, sometimes playing outside linebacker, sometimes playing DN, and then also all the things that you don't see, those hidden stats where he's on every one of our special teams. He's on kickoff return and you know that's the second kickoff return to the house we've had this year. We had the one called back against Pottsboro. This is the first time in my time here and really probably the first time in my career coaching anywhere that I thought, hey, if they kick it deep, we got a chance. Right. And we truly do every night. If they're going to kick it deep, we've got some guys back there that can absolutely fly right. with some Brett and Max. So if people continue to kick it deep, we're going to have a little smile on our face and uh, see if we can get some yeah. I noticed Pilot Point quit kicking it deep after Max took one <laughs> yeah, of the house. Yeah, that is a good point for sure. Absolutely. Well, Coach, let's and Linda, let's direct our attention now to the big playoff matchup we have this Friday night in Boyd 
Uh, Boyd comes in three and two, so pretty good record there for Boyd. Uh, for our listeners, their quarterback, McIntyre, he's thrown for almost 1,000 yards this year. So that's one of the weapons they have. They have a running back, Rosario, that's averaging 99 yards a game. And uh, their biggest weapon is probably their wide receiver in LaMasters. Um, so they, they do have some coach. They do have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And they have a Ferguson, which is on defense. He had 11 tackles. He made a lot of tackles against Brock this past week, a linebacker. So they do have some weapons on the field, the Yellow Jackets do, Cody. Yeah, their uh, offense is uh, really similar as far as scheme to Pilot Point. You know, a lot of two-back gun stuff where they're trying to run the ball, then they'll spread you out with trips and uh, two-by-two sets and try and sling it around. You know, their quarterback, I think they, from watching on film, you never know the whole truth unless you met with the staff. But it looks like they give them a lot of freedom like we do, Mac, with uh, making some pre-snap decisions and even some post-snap decisions with where the ball's going to go, uh, whether he hands it or pulls it out on an RPO and slings it down the field. So uh, we'll have our work cut out for us with those guys. They've uh, got a three and two on the year. They've uh, got a lot of confidence coming in, uh, coming off last year's uh, sort of rebuilding year that they had. Uh, but, you know, they return a lot of those kids and gained a lot of confidence. And, you know, they've always historically, you know, in my time here, they play us really, really well. They right. come after us and give us a great game, and uh, they beat us a couple times. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. Uh, the Masters kid out on the edge is a good quality receiver. Uh, the quarterback there, the McIntyre, is a good baseball player, uh, slings it around. So these are familiar foes. Our kids play them in a lot of sports. Um, but I, I like uh, our kids' chances if we go out and execute at a high level. And then, you know, their defense is an old school 4-2-5, 4-3, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, they fly to the football. They play. Uh, they don't do a whole lot of fancy stuff. They just play gap sound defense. They play to their strengths. They know what their strengths are. They know what their weaknesses are. And they're going to try and make you, you know, not get that big play. They're going to try and make you earn it uh, small bits and pieces at a time. So we're going to have to be a patient offense that goes out and executes at a high level. And uh, if we do those things, I think we got a good shot. Absolutely. Well, Coach, uh, it's going to be a big district uh, game tonight here in Boyd. Um, how does the injuries, we didn't cover this last couple of shows, but how do the Bearcats look injury-wise coming into this district game? You know, obviously Esteban's still out with the elbow, still waiting on uh, any info that we can get coming back with his possible return. Uh, Matthew Riddles went out uh, early in the second half last week with a hyperextension of his knee. He's was light on it Monday, Tuesday. Uh, we practiced Wednesday mornings. This is being taped Wednesday. We practiced him this morning. I'd say he was probably 80% this morning. So if he continues to progress, I think, I don't know that you'll see him every single down Friday night, but I do think you'll see Matthew out on the field. Good. Uh, but at the same time, that's that's football this time of year. So yep. I told the kids yesterday, uh, or this morning was our 39th practice of the year. We've played four football games, had an unexpected week off, and had two scrimmages and a self-scrimmage. So everybody's banged up this time of year. You've got bumps and bruises. You just right. got to play through pain. And uh, with that being said, that gets some guys an opportunity to get out on the field. You're going to see a, a guy like Colt Carpenter, junior number 21, that makes a bunch of special teams tackles, gets to play later in games, get to play a little earlier. You're also going to see a guy number 24, Colin Phillips, sophomore, that's going to get out there a little bit earlier. Uh, in the night, he had a great big carry to end the game. Really the night. Had a bunch of tackles, so it's just going to be fun to see 
some other Bearcats that have been working really hard behind the scenes in practice get their shot. So uh, with any type of injury or, or somebody being roughed up a little bit, just give somebody else that opportunity. So the kids know that, they understand it. They know you never know when your number's going to be called and you got to be prepared to go. Well, Coach, as we're getting in here into the middle of the season, uh, which is pretty much where, right where we're at, um, community is, is starting to have some things that are going to be popping with the Peanut Festival and different things going on. Uh, we wanted to give you this opportunity here at the end of the show just to kind of express anything that's on your heart relating to the program, to the community, uh, to wherever you want to go, Coach. Yeah, I just think coming back from that uh, construction meeting this morning with Mr. Harper and Mr. Proc, uh, talking about that turf, it just shows the commitment that our community makes to these kids. You know, I've only been in town four years. The same meeting I got approved here as a coach, uh, you guys approved a, a turf football field. Now we're approving a turf softball field. Anytime we come out asking you guys to support our kids with a fundraiser or a need, uh, the community always meets it. You guys put our kids uh, uh, up and above others each and every week. You guys support us. You look up in the stands. We've got packed crowds on a Tuesday night volleyball game or a Friday night football game. If you go to a cross-country meet in Denton, there's counselors showing up that have no kids involved. There's just great community support here. It's really unlike any place I've ever been uh, going into my 16th year coaching here and uh, fifth different school district in two states. And so I've, I've been there, seen a lot of it. I've seen some places that claim they support their kids and I've seen some places that uh, walk the walk and Whitesboro would be number one on that list in supporting our kids. And that's what it's truly all about at the end of the day is putting our kids in a position to be successful and going out and supporting them each and every night. Well, I hope that you have made plans to be here in Boyd as your Whitesboro Bearcats get ready to take on the Boyd Yellow Jackets. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, coming on the show, and we are excited to see uh, what the next four quarters hold. Let's go, Bearcats. Let's go, Bearcats. Go, Bearcats.